That sounds familiar. And uh, as I was driving the bus over here, I was thinking about reoccurring sin and uh, how it creeps into our lives. Uh, This was one that Abraham had, and he passes it on to Isaac. Isaac will play the same game with a gentleman by the name of Abimelech in a few chapters. So this is kind of a, a family a family sin, and this is the second time around for Abraham. And it says he went south, he went down to Gerar. Don't know why. Um, maybe because God said, wherever you place your foot, I'm going to give you that. Maybe he was expanding his borders. But we don't hear him pray for counsel to move. Um, with no direction from the Lord here. He just went down south, and he knew the customs of the land. And the customs of the land were such that if you brought uh, a woman in, especially one that didn't have any children, and uh, she was your wife, and the king liked that gal, was attractive, you would come up missing, and uh, she would go to his harem. And that's the way the game was played in that region. And... um, We know Pharaoh did that when he went down to Egypt. And uh, one of God's favorites did that too. That was uh, David. David used the king's prerogative in a pride of life situation with Bathsheba. And uh, he rubbed out her husband. So this is kind of a common thing. So Abraham, as he travels, um, is covering his bases. I need safety. When I go down here, and he, he mentions that he's going into a territory where he doesn't think they fear God. So it could be kind of treacherous for him. And uh, Abimelech wastes no time. says, he took Sarah. He took Sarah. Sarah's 90 years old, and she must have been a good-looking gal because this is the second time that a king or a ruler in a region said, that's a fox. I... She's good looking. She would enhance anybody's harem. So uh, come with me, my dear. And Abraham's covering himself with this half lie that we will discover in a few verses and has her say, I'm his sister. I'm his sister. And that protects him because there's no marital relation here where if the husband's gone, she's up for grabs. Gee, the husband's missing. I can take her to the harem. So just tell these guys that you're my sister. And she says, okay. She says, okay. Now, there are some risks involved here. Um, So God's got this plan where he's going to start a nation with Abraham and Sarah. But if Sarah's in a harem, it's going to be the wrong dad going to be the wrong dad. That's not part of the plan at all. Um, Abraham says, tell him you're my sister. And she goes to the harem and she's defiled. Does a good husband do that? Good husband doesn't do that. And she she was in on it too. She was playing a risky game, a very risky game here with God's plan. And uh, these two had teamed up to do the Hagar thing, too. 
These two folks are, are pretty brainy when it comes to helping out God. They came up with the, heart, the uh, um, Hagar plan, and that didn't work well at all. And I think in two chapters, we find out just how bad it is. So these two are kind of uh, conniving to protect his skin, protect his skin. Um, what, what would you call a husband that would do that to his wife? You thought you'd just have to sit here, right? You thought you'd just have to sit here. This is the Jesus trick. He asked people questions. Oh, no, I'm getting these looks like he's going to ask me. He's going to ask me. I do this with my Thursday night class, and I've got a couple of them in here. And they came up. I asked the gals, what do you think of a husband that would do something like that? And they came up with this great term, selfish jerk. (laughs) I thought it was quite descriptive. Selfish jerk. You tell them, what? <laughs> Pimp? <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's okay, yeah, it's okay. We're, we're hoping it doesn't go that way. And, and God takes care of it. God, God doesn't let that happen. Selfish jerk. I thought it was, that's, that's the guy that God has called to start a nation that's going to be a godly nation. Selfish jerk. In the Greek, it's a selfish jerk. Yeah. Okay. I think that's that's part of his problem. He's not protecting his wife. He's not he's not a good husband. This is the guy that uh, God has picked out to start a nation that will be a light unto the world. Hmm. Hmm. He he wasn't trusting God. What's he doing down in Guerrero? What's he doing down there? We don't know. Now he's kind of in a pickle. What's he doing down there? And Sarah's in jeopardy. And let's see how much. But Abimelech, is that where I left off? Oh, no, three. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman you have taken. She is a man's wife. This is, this is probably an IMAX Presentation with God with a 44 Magnum in Abimelech's nose. You know the chick you picked up this afternoon? Drop her. Drop her. She's not yours. She is married. She is married. And, of course, he's yes, sir, no, sir, at this point. And uh, he's got a lot of questions. A lot of questions for Mr. Mr. Abraham. But Abimelech... I had not come near her and said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And she, even she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, I have done this. And here is Sarah. Sarah's in on this all the way, and I don't know why. She might be the one that's uh, not counting all the costs here. She's, she's going with this game, and it puts her in jeopardy. And he says, and she, even she herself, said, he is my brother. She's totally committed to this, uh, this plan. Um, and he says, I'm innocent. 
I am very innocent of all this. And, and God is, is agreeing. He, he makes no condemnation here. In six, and God said to him in a dream, yes, I know that you did, did this in the integrity of your heart, for I also withheld you from sinning against me, therefore I did not let you touch her. Now therefore restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet and he will pray for you and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you will surely die and all who are yours. I can see a blimp like looking at God saying, this guy's a prophet. He's got his wife lying. He's protecting his carcass. You call this guy a prophet. This guy will pray for you and, and save you. <laughs> this guy's a prophet. You know, Abraham was having a bad prophet day. He was just having a bad prophet day. Sometimes I have a bad saint day. You know, I, I've, I've got Christ. I've got the Holy Spirit. But I've got a few sins that keep popping up. Keep popping up. Usually in the same vein. And I had these sins a long time ago. And I was raised Catholic and I'd go in every week and tell God. Well, I told the priest. Let's say that. I told the priest the same sin. And I got tired of it. That I, I was doing the sin but I wouldn't mention it anymore. So I'm like Abraham. I lied about, I lied about it. So I have a... Bad saints day. You know, God calls me a saint. He calls me a priest. He calls me part of a priesthood. I'm part of his body. I've got a lot of things going for me. I have the Holy Spirit. But I still flub. Abraham's in the same boat. Abraham's in the same boat. He's a prophet. He's going to pray for you and save you. Guy's having a bad prophet day all the way. My goodness, God knew this a long time ago. You remember that situation a few chapters back? Uh, God said, I'm going to give you a lot of neat stuff. I'm going to give you land. I'm going to give you uh, a lot of people. Um, You're going to bless the world with all these folks. And God said, I want to cement that covenant with you. And I want you to go get... X kind of animals. Remember that? Talked about that. He said, I want you to cut them in two and, you know, half here, half here. And what they did, this was part of the covenant sealing thing that they did in the Middle East, is they walked through the cut up animals and the two guys were making this covenant. And the supposition was, if you break the covenant, may you be cut in two. May you be just like one of these animals on our right and on our left. That's what you should get if you break this covenant. Well, God knows what he's working with. <clears throat> he's working with Abraham that has bad prophet days. What, remember what he did with Abraham? He put him to sleep and put him, <laughs> put him over there. He was in a deep sleep, and Abraham had a dream. Had a dream. He saw a smoking oven going through the carcasses, going through the carcasses. There was one guy in on the covenant deal. One guy in on the covenant deal is God. He says, I'm going to guarantee this covenant. 
I'm going to make it happen. And everything that I just told you was going to happen to you is going to happen. And Abraham believed and was counted unto him as righteousness. That's all he did was believe. But he wasn't in on the covenant because like saints have bad days, prophets have bad days. You're too inconsistent. I can't trust you with a covenant. I'll take care of it. God says, I'll take care of it. Does it sound familiar with the promises from Jesus? I will never leave you or forsake you. Sounds familiar. Who's carrying that one? Jesus carrying that one. Who died on the cross alone? Who sealed that covenant alone? Jesus. He didn't have any apostles up there. The apostle he was trusting or said he would uh, defend him to the death that morning denied him three times. He's like Abraham. He's having a bad apostle day. Oh, man. Good thing we got Jesus and God holding us up. My goodness gracious. Yep, God says, I'll just be the guarantor of these promises. And he is. And he is. And he makes his claim. He is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. This goofball will pray for you. This lying, selfish jerk will pray for you, and you shall live. Wow. Where did he get that kind of credit? Just from believing. And he believed and he had a relationship with God. Just two chapters, I think it was just two chapters ago, right before Sodom and Gomorrah, and I think you studied that last week. Do you remember the, uh, the haggling and the dickering that Abraham did with God for the righteous? If you find 50 in the city, would you take it out? He said, no, no. And do you ever haggle with anybody over price? <laughs> It's fun, isn't it, Marv? If you've got him going in the right direction, it's fun. It, you're, you're focused. He's coming my way. He's coming my way. Yeah, that's good. I got him. And he said, would you save the city for 30? I'd, I'd do that. Would you save it for 20? I'd do that. He's coming his way. And God and Abraham are having this nice conversation. They got a relationship, don't they? They're haggling over Righteous people. Yeah. Do you think God's happy with Abraham? He's having a good prophet day. He's having a good prophet day. I'm haggling for souls. God, would you do it for 10? I'd do it for 10. Darn tootin', Abraham. You're a good guy. If I can find 10 in that city, I'd save it. Couldn't find them. He got Lot, his wife, a couple of kids. I don't think Lot really wanted to go. He wanted to go to the city after that. His wife turned around and looked. She turned into pillar of stone. And then we got incest right after that situation. So they were having bad days too. But the scripture calls Lot righteous Lot. He had some good days. He believed. He believed. Okay, so Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all the servants 
and told, um, told these things in their hearing. The men were very much afraid, and Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, uh, What have you done to us? How have uh, we offended you that you have brought me and on my kingdom a great sin? You have done deeds to me that ought not to be done. Then Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you have in view that you have done these things? How can you bottom line that? Well, what were you thinking, Abraham? What were you thinking? Coming in here into my kingdom and bringing bringing your wife. You didn't have a family. You knew she was kind of fair game and you had had her lie. And now God is talking to me in dreams and I'm pleading my case. And God kind of said, I'm okay and you're not. I'm okay, and you're not, Abraham. You kind of flubbed on this one. He's having a bad prophet day. Bad prophet day. So these are honest questions that Abimelech needs to raise. Don't you hate it when, when Gentiles, we call them Gentiles or pagans or people that aren't in the church, aren't necessarily Christian, can top you morally? They do that every now and then. You're having a bad saint day, you're having a bad Christian day, and they give you a little rebuke. Ooh, that doesn't feel good. Hey, I'm a Christian. I know better. Gosh, where'd I lose it? Where'd I lose it? We lose it. God is friend of sinners. Jesus is a friend of sinners. He's got us covered when we lose it. Okay. These are questions that embarrassed Abraham, I'm sure. And Abraham explains what's going on here, why he did these things, because he has to answer these questions. They're fair questions. And Abraham said, because I thought, surely, the fear of God was not in this place. They will kill me on account of my wife, but indeed she is truly my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. Somehow she became my wife. And it came to pass when God caused me to wander from my father's house that I said to her, this is your kindness that you should do for me in every place, wherever I go. Say of me, he is my brother. There's that dangerous thing again. Wherever we go, when we get in this situation, just, just tell that little white lie. And we'll be fine. We'll be fine. If they take you to a harem and you're defiled, tough break, but I'm fine. If you go to the harem, I'll go back to Hebron and have a nice life and see you later, sis. I think that that was just about how it was going to go from her if God didn't protect her. Abraham was having a bad prophet day. Real bad prophet day. Um... What about this lie thing? It was about half true, about half false. That's like making an omelet with uh, the five-egg omelet. You got you go to the refrigerator and you get them out. You're putting them in the bowl. You get down to that last one, you crack it, and there's that distinctive smell. Rotten egg. And it goes right in. I'll stir that up real good. 
I stirred that up real good. Those four will cover it up. And I'll serve that to my family. That'd be a good thing to do, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't, would it? That'd be a real bad thing to do. Salmonella, here we come. Not so good. But it was, it was only 20% bad. One-fifth. One-fifth. Still makes a pretty bad omelet, doesn't it? It makes a bad omelet. So a half-truth is still a lie. No matter how you slice it, it's still a lie. Abraham is having a bad prophet day. Gosh. And Abimelech took sheep, oxen, male and female, servants, and gave them to Abraham. And he restored Sarah to his, uh, his wife to him. And Abimelech said, See, my land is before you. Dwell here if it pleases you. Then to Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother, call him a brother, <clears throat> or your husband, your brother, a thousand pieces of silver. Indeed, this vindicates you before all who are with you and before everybody. Thus, she was rebuked. She was rebuked. In order to make sure that her honor was restored, he paid Abraham a thousand pieces of silver. And it said she was rebuked. She was rebuked. She felt bad for that lie. She felt bad for that lie. She was an accomplice on all of that. And there again, we have someone who Abraham thought did not fear God, classier guy than Abraham, classier guy right here. Wow. So Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female servants. Then they bore children, for the Lord had closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah. Abraham's wife. There was a little curse going on there because of this uh, fibbing, a fibbing, and it came against Abimelech. So I, I think Abimelech was pretty impressed with God when uh, all this was over. Uh, Abraham thought they didn't fear God there. Uh, I, they definitely feared God after this episode. Uh, bottom line on this uh, chapter for me is that saints have bad days. Who covers us? Who carries us on the bad days? Jesus, the Holy Spirit, friend of sinners. That's the only shot we got. You know, he looked at the earth and said, man, I'd really like to get some light going down here. Who can I work with? Which sinner can I work with? And maybe it went like this. Abraham, you're my man. We're going to do it. Wow, I got to get this ball rolling. What do I have to work with? Just sinners. I need to start a body of Christ. Who am I going to work with? I'm going to work with 12 guys that are sinners and fishermen I got some super sinners in there. I got, I got a tax collector or two in there. They ought to work. Working with sinners. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm real glad. Abraham had a bad prophet day. 
And this, this saint has bad saint days. This one does. So I'm just thanking Jesus that he went to the cross alone and upheld the covenant all by himself. All by himself. It's not dependent on me. The only thing I do is do the easy thing. I believe that he's God. And he gave me the Holy Spirit to help me do that. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the author and finisher of our salvation. I had very little to do with it. He pointed at sinners and he said, I got to start the body of Christ. Rich, hey, over here. I'm God. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit and you're going to believe it. He did. He did. I like it. Nice deal. Christ does all the work. I get all the benefits. And that was the deal when God, on that smoking oven, went down through those uh, animals. He said, I got this covenant covered because I know you can't handle it. But I do want to do something good for you. So I'm going to carry the ball. And you just jump on my coattails, and here we go. That's it. (laughs) That's Christianity in a nutshell. And it's 8 o'clock. So let's pray. And I'll be a hit with the Sunday school teachers back there. Lord Jesus, man, riding your coattails is such an easy thing. You're doing it all. Lord, um, you know, we do have bad saint days, and you knew it. You're working with sinners. What else can you do? But you've bolstered us, Lord. You gave us the Holy Spirit, and uh, we're banking on that guy. And thanks a lot for that tremendous gift. Um. Lord, for that, that family where mom died, Jenna, just uh, help dad raise those kids. And uh, for those other things that were mentioned, uh, just, just be in those lives, Lord. Lord, we ask it all in your kind heavenly name. Amen.